Chapter Five of the Enchanted Barn. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Gail Mattern. The Enchanted Barn by Grace Livingston Hill. Chapter Five. As the morning passed on and it drew near to the noon hour, Sidney Graham found himself almost excited over the prospect of the girl's coming. Such foolish fancies as a fear lest she may have given up the idea and would not come at all presented themselves to his distraught brain, which refused to go on its well-ordered way, but kept reverting to the expected caller and what he should say to her. When at last she was announced, he drew back his chair from the desk and prepared to meet her with a strange tremor in his whole bearing. It annoyed him and brought almost a frown of sternness to his fine features. It seemed not quite in keeping with his dignity as junior member of his father's firm that he should be so childish over a simple matter like this, and he began to doubt whether, after all, he might not be doing a most unwise and irregular thing in having anything at all to do with this girl's preposterous proposition. Then Shirley entered the office, looked eagerly into his eyes, and he straightway forgot all his reasoning. He met her with a smile that seemed to reassure her for she drew in her breath, half-relieved, and smiled shyly back. She was wearing a little old crepe de chienne waist that she had dyed a real apple-blossom pink in the washbowl with a bit of pink crepe paper and a kettle of boiling water. The collar showed neatly over the shabby dark blue coat and seemed to reflect apple-blossom tints in her pale cheeks. There was something sky-like in the tint of her eyes that gave the young man a sense of spring fitness as he looked at her contentedly. He was conscious of gladness that she looked as good to him in the broad day as in the dusk of evening. There was still that spirited lift of her chin, that firm set of the sweet lips that gave a conviction of strength and nerve. He reflected that he had seldom seen it in the girls of his acquaintance. Was it possible that poverty and privation and big responsibility made it? Or was it just innate? You, you have found out? she asked breathlessly as she sat down on the edge of the chair her whole body tense with eagerness sure it's all right he said smilingly you can rent it if you wish and the price it was evident the strain was intense why the price will be all right i'm sure it really isn't worth what you mentioned at all it's only a barn you know we couldn't think of taking more than ten dollars a month if we took that i must look it over again but it won't be more than ten dollars, and it may be less. Young Graham wore his most businesslike tone to say this, and his eyes were on the paper knife wherewith he was mutilating his nice clean blotter pad on the desk. Oh, breathed Shirley, the color almost leaving her face entirely with the relief of his words. Oh, really? And you haven't lost your nerve about living way out there in the country in a great empty barn? He asked quickly to cover her embarrassment, and his own too, perhaps. Oh, no, said Shirley, with a smile that showed a dimple in one cheek and the star sparks in her eyes. Oh, no, it is a lovely barn, and it won't be empty when we all get into it. Are there many of you? he asked interestedly. Already the conversation was taking on a slightly personal tinge, but neither of them was at all aware of it. Two brothers and two sisters and mother, said the girl shyly, she was so full of delight over finding that she could rent the barn that she hardly knew what she was answering. She was unconscious of the fact that she had, in a way, taken this strange young man into her confidence by her shy, sweet tone and manner. "'Your mother approves of your plan?' he asked. "'She doesn't object to the country?' 
oh i haven't told her yet said shirley i don't know that i shall for she has been quite sick and she trusts me entirely she loves the country and it will be wonderful to get her out there she might not like the idea of a barn beforehand but she has never seen the barn you know and besides it won't look like a barn inside when i get it fixed up i must talk it over with george and carol but i don't think i shall tell her at all till we take her out there and surprise her i'll tell her i've found a place that i think she will like and ask her if i may keep it a surprise she'll be willing and she'll be pleased i know her eyes were smiling happily dreamily the dreamer was uppermost in her face now and it made it lovely then a sudden cloud came and the strong look returned with courage to meet a storm but anyhow she finished after a pause we have to go there for the summer for we've nowhere else to go that we can afford and anywhere out of the city will be good even if mother doesn't just choose it i think perhaps it will be easier for her if she doesn't know about it until she's there it won't seem so much like not going to live in a house i see said the young man interestedly i shouldn't wonder if you are right and anyhow i think we can manage between us to make it pretty habitable for her he was speaking eagerly and forgetting that he had no right but a flush came into the sensitive girl's cheek oh i wouldn't want to make you trouble she said you have been very kind already and you have made the rent so reasonable i'm afraid it isn't right and fair it is such a lovely barn perfectly fair said graham glibly it will do the barn good to be lived in and taken care of again if he had been called upon to tell just what good it would do the barn to be lived in he might have floundered out of the situation perhaps but he took care not to make that necessary he went on talking i will see that everything is in good order the doors made all right and the windows i-that is if i remember rightly there were a few little things needed doing to that barn that ought to be attended to before you go in how soon did you want to take possession i'll try to have it all ready for you oh why that is very kind said shirley i don't think it needs anything that is i didn't notice anything but perhaps you know best why we have to leave our house the last of this month do you suppose we could have the rent begin a few days before that so we could get things moved gradually i haven't much time only at night you know we'll date the lease the first of next month said the young man quickly and then you can put your things in any time you like from now on i'll see that the locks are made safe and there ought to be a partition put in just a simple partition you know at one end of the upstairs room where you could lock things up then you could take them up there when you like i'll attend to that partition at once the barn needs it this is as good a time as any to put it in you wouldn't object to a partition that wouldn't upset any of your plans he spoke as if it would be a great detriment to the barn not to have a partition but of course he wouldn't insist if she disliked it oh why no of course not said shirley bewildered it would be lovely mother could use that for her room but i wouldn't want you to do anything on our account that you do not have to do anyway oh no certainly not but it might as well be done now as any time and you get the benefit of it you know i shouldn't want to rent the place without putting it in good order and a partition is always needed in a barn you know if it's to be a really good barn it was well that no wise ones were listening to that conversation else they might have laughed aloud at this point and betrayed the young man's strategy but shirley was all untutored in farm lore and knew less about barns and their needs than she did of sanskrit 
so the remark passed without exciting her suspicion. "'Oh, it's going to be lovely,' said Shirley suddenly, like an eager child, "'and I can't thank you enough for being so kind about it.' "'Not at all,' said the young man gracefully. "'And now you will want to go out and look around again to make your plans. "'Were you planning to go soon? "'I should like to have you look the place over again "'and see if there is anything else that should be done.' "'Oh, why,' said Shirley, "'I don't think there could be anything else, "'only I'd like to have a key to that big front door.' "'for we couldn't carry things up the ladder very well. "'I was thinking I'd go out this afternoon, perhaps, "'if I could get George a leave of absence for a little while. "'There's been a death in our firm, "'and the office is working only half-time today, and I'm off again. "'I thought I'd like to have George see it, if possible. "'He's very wise in his judgments, "'and Mother trusts him a lot next to me, "'but I don't know whether they'll let him off on such short notice. "'Where does he work?' "'Farwell and Story's department store. "'They're pretty particular.' "'but George is allowed a day off every three months "'if he takes it out of his vacation, "'so I thought I'd try. "'Here, let me fix that. "'Harry Farwell's a friend of mine.' "'He caught up the telephone. "'Oh, you are very kind,' murmured Shirley, "'quite overcome at the blessings "'that were falling at her feet. "'Graham already had the number "'and was calling for Mr. Farwell, Jr. "'That you, Hal? "'Oh, good morning. "'Have a good time last night?' "'Sorry I couldn't have been there, but I had three other engagements and couldn't get around. "'Say, I want to ask a favor of you. "'You have a boy there in the store I want to borrow for the afternoon, if you don't mind. "'His name is George Hollister. "'Could you look him up and send him over to my office pretty soon? "'It will be a personal favor to me if you will let him off and not dock his pay. "'Thank you. I was sure you would. "'Return the favor sometime myself if opportunity comes my way. "'Yes, I'll hold the phone till you hunt him up. Thank you.' Graham looked up from the phone into the astonished, grateful girl's eyes and caught her look of deep admiration, which quite confused Shirley for a moment and put her in a terrible way trying to thank him again. "'Oh, that's all right. Farwell and I went to prep school together. It's nothing for him to arrange matters. He says it will be all right. Now, what are your plans? I wonder if I can help in any way. How are you planning to go out?' "'Oh, by the trolley, of course,' said Shirley.' How strange it must be to have other ways of traveling at one's command. I did think, she added, half thinking aloud, that perhaps I would stop at the schoolhouse and get my sister. I don't know, but it would be better to get her judgment about things. She is rather a wise little girl. She looked up suddenly, and seeing the young man's eyes upon her, grew ashamed that she had brought her private affairs to his notice. Yet it had seemed necessary to say something to fill in this embarrassing pause. But Sidney Graham did not let her continue to be embarrassed. He entered into her plans just as if they concerned himself also. "'Why, I think that would be a very good plan,' he said. "'It will be a great deal better to have a real family council before you decide about moving. "'Now I've thought of something. "'Why couldn't you all go out in the car with me and my kid sister? "'I've been promising to take her a spin in the country, "'and my chauffeur is to drive her down this afternoon for me. "'It's almost time for her to be here now.' "'Your brother will be here by the time she comes. "'Why couldn't we just go around by the schoolhouse "'and pick up your sister and all go out together? "'I want to go out myself, you know, and look things over, "'and it seems to me that would save time all around. "'Then, if there should be anything you want done, you know—' "'Oh, there is nothing I want done,' gasped Shirley. "'You have been most kind. "'I couldn't think of asking for anything at the price we shall be paying, "'and we mustn't impose upon you.' We can go out in the trolley perfectly well and not trouble you. 
Indeed, it is no trouble whatever when I am going anyway. Then to the telephone. Hello? He's coming, you say? He's on his way? Good. Thank you very much, Harry. Goodbye. That's all right, he said, turning to her, smiling. Your brother is on his way. And now excuse me just a moment while I phone to my sister. Shirley sat with glowing cheeks and apprehensive mind while the young man called up a girl whom he addressed as Kid and told her to hurry the car right down, that he wanted to start very soon, and to bring some extra wraps along for some friends he was going to take with him. He left Shirley no opportunity to express her overwhelming thanks, but gave her some magazines and hurried from the room to attend to some matters of business before he left. End of chapter 5